everyone and welcome back to the Key Coaching Podcast where we discuss all things health, fitness and mindset. And on today's episode we have the fabulous Kiva Gibney, also known as the Mindful Physio on Instagram and Kiva is much more than a physio. She is a yoga teacher, she's a Reiki master, a breathwork facilitator, she's incredible. She is like Pilates instructor, there's Nothing this girl cannot do. And she's also set up her own um retreats, soul wave retreats. Isn't that correct, Kiva? That's it. That's it. Yeah. Okay. So Kiva, take us back to the start. Who are you, Kiva? Where you're from, the whole lot. Oh, thank you for that intro. Thank you for having me on. I've been no. watching and listening since you started. So it's a real honor to be on the podcast. Yeah, so you gave me a lovely intro there. I get slagged about the amount of certs. So into <laughs> human design, it's a it's a manifesting generator thing. I think you just kind of I love learning. That's probably the first thing. I've always just loved learning new things. And I have probably in the last for this year anyway, my intention was to really like hone in on what I want to learn and what I want to you know, specialize in as such. So my journey will probably take me there, but to take it back to the start, like I said, so I'm a physio by trade. Um, I'm out four years this year, which is ridiculous. I met some of my college friends last weekend and we were saying we know each other eight years. We know each other longer than some of our school friends that fell away, which is bizarre to Mental. me. And like, oh God, we're getting old. Um, But <laughs> in those four years, I... So in the last four years since working as physio, I think I've probably been more drawn to definitely holistic health from the start. Like I knew in my placements that I wanted to go into something that was like very person centered. I was always like, oh, would it be women's health? Would it be like, you know, something where I could combine lots of different modalities? And I never knew what that looked like. So anyone listening who's like at the start of that journey or you know, sitting there thinking I'm in my job, I have this degree and I don't know what to do with it. Like I was definitely there and I don't think you have to know necessarily. I think you just have to like follow what you love and what interests you. And if it lights you up, you light it up back. That's the way I look at it. So if I love something, I give everything to it and it usually like it's in some way transform into something. So that's kind of the first thing. And that kind of led me into my first job. So my first job was in palliative care. And I've talked about that on a few podcasts. I won't go into the whole thing okay. today. Like people can imagine it's like hospice care. And it was definitely one of the most transformative. Like, so it was two years I worked there and they were definitely two of the hardest, but most transformative years of my life. I learned things that I think I wouldn't have learned until I was way further along in my life. But when you're given the privilege of being with people towards the end of theirs, you get gifted a lot of wisdom and you get gifted a lot of life experience and life advice. And I used to journal on patients I saw or what I was experiencing. Mm. And now journaling is like my one of my channels. It's how I how I express myself. It's all of that. So it was probably from that time that I got into mindfulness because I was really struggling. I just wasn't really coping, to be honest, with how heavy some of it was and I think for me I hit like breaking point I ended up like having to get my appendix out and got three weeks off work for the first time since I started working and I had a moment where I was just like I just can't I can't sustain this and anyone who works is it working or your first job especially your first job I don't think we're ever taught how not to burn out like 
I asked on on the retreat I asked whose experience burnout everyone's hands go up like everyone at some point in their lives seems to have been yeah. burned so I think it's a pivotal moment on what you do next which which is probably what transformed the rest of my life but in, instead of like repeating that cycle of burnout and not recognizing like I wrote my thesis on burnout I think it's hilarious because I forgot about completely forgot about that when I was Eva, Eva, I was, that's mad because even just how it showed up in you physically like mm-hmm. can you even just describe how like the stress showed up in you like physically and mentally but like you yeah. had to get your appendix out like that like yeah. And it was months. So before that, Kate, it was months of I was having allergic reactions literally to myself. So I would think about a stressful situation. I think about like a meeting in work and my eyes would blow up that I wouldn't be able to see. And I was like, what's going on? And I was working in hospice. So everyone thought that I was crying. (laughs) I was like, I'm not crying. I just like I was dosed up on antihistamines. If anyone's listening who gets this, you can only take one a day. It doesn't matter how many you take. I can tell you now. Um, and I was just really reactive. So I was swelling, I was really bloated. I was like, I was trying to lose weight constantly, punishing myself through like hit workouts, not losing any weight ever. It was like, what is wrong with me? I can't get out of this. Stress, chronic stress. And my mental state was obviously very similar. Like you're only, your physical, and as a physio, I can tell you, your physical health is only a projection of what's going on in your inner world. I so I wasn't sleeping. Like, And that's bizarre to me now because I put my head on that pillow and I'm gone. I just completely physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually have like taken three years to get there. But at the time I couldn't see any of it. There's 12 stages of burnout and when you hit stage 12 is when you're at like, you you know, there's breaking point, you're, you're hospitalized. Yeah, you're hospitalized. Yeah. 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 But before uh, that, there are so many stages that other people see, your colleagues see. If you were to read back over your journal, you would see. But in it, in the moment, you're so consumed. You're so absorbed in what's going on. And your work tends to become your life. So I let everything else fall away. Like I found it really hard to meet up with friends. I was probably neglecting my relationship with my boyfriend at the time. I wasn't yeah. eating properly. I hate it. And I love exercise. Literally, I, I walk home from work on a Friday and go, my whole week is exercising with people. I my know, Kiva. It makes me so happy, but it, I hated it. I, I just really it's struggled. It's that negative feedback loop there that you're just talking about, Kiva, of like, you know, you're in it. And then it's like, you, it was showing up in your guts you were bloating and then you were trying to do hit workouts to punish your body which was adding to it and then it's all just like that's really stressful in your head then you were probably restricting with food because you felt like you know you wanted to lose weight that's adding more stress then in your work situation that was extremely stressful then you couldn't sleep because of the stress and it's like this feedback loop, and then you're so far fetched from yourself you're so disconnected because you then socially isolate because you feel like this and then that's further disconnecting you from your body and yourself and oh god it's just it's horrible isn't it and it hits so you'll hit breaking point and I now work with people like privately as physio or privately through like a container I'll work with people who are struggling for from chronic conditions or chronic stress and like when I say chronic stress, you always have a chronic condition. You always do. Like your body okay. will manifest physically it, what is happening internally. And for me, that looked one way. But for other people, it looks like there's so many different things, especially through breathwork. I see it as well. People coming okay. in with chronic conditions, 
that like stress is the number one. I mean, if we look at cardiovascular disease, I mean, it's a, it's a stress related disease. 13 out of all cancers could be affected by exercise if we were to actually implement lifestyle changes. And like breast cancer is one of the biggest ones there. And there's a lot of research done that like stress, it's, it's lifestyle related. If we could reduce the stress and increase the healthy habits or the lifestyle habits like exercise, like sleep, like adequate nutrition, lives would transform. There's no more potent drug. And that's my biggest thing. And I was just using it in the incorrect way, but it took my body being like, no, no more. We're, we're going to, and, and like when I went in to get my appendix out, I don't even know if they were fully sure it was my appendix at the time. They were just like, your CRPs through the roof. So your body is fighting something. And I was sore at my appendix. So they took it out. And I often wonder, was it even my appendix or oh, what was actually yeah. going on? Um, but look, it ended up being, it ended up being a saving grace because none of this would have happened. Um, wouldn't be living the life I'm living today. I would hundred percent think that I went back into work and I was like, I'm not going to let this negative feedback loop ruin my life. If I'm going to change one thing, you start really small. And for me, that was meditating and journaling. They were the two things and I habit stacked them. So I would set my alarm 15 minutes earlier in the morning. That was my promise to myself. I now run the 21 days of meditation. Thank you. Did you do that one with me? Yes, um, yes, I did, Kiva. Yeah. So I started on that. That's that's why I run it because there's always one or two people who do it. They do the 21 days and then they stick to meditation. I'm like, that's amazing. But that's what happened to me. So someone sent it to me at the time. I joined the group. I did the 21 days and I started to watch everything change. And I was like, this is bizarre. And then I started journaling um, and I would journal about what I was struggling with in work, which really helped because I think what was happening was everything was obviously sad and heavy and there was a lot of grief. And I think I was grieving each patient that we lost, but like I've come to realize that's not my grief today. So it's prepped me for breath work in a really big way. It's prepped me yeah. for my healing in a really big way because the part of me that wasn't resilient enough and that felt like I failed in that first job when I got burnt out or when I wasn't able to be the best physio, the best healthcare provider, the part of me that failed in that now is the part of me that's the strongest for someone when they're yeah. going through the darkest time because I'm I'm okay to sit with you in your shit. I'm okay to yeah. be there. Yes, I'm not afraid of the darkness at all. I've seen I've seen as dark as it will get. Yeah. yeah. I there's so much light. And that's yeah. that from that time. So you've a lesson, you've a lesson in everything. It's just a matter of what you're going to take from it. But it was really small. That's what I have to say to people. Like if you're in that moment, it's really small. Like your day-to-day, -day, that change, it's it's it feels so minute, but honestly, like we say, you say like 1% yeah, every day. Yeah, exactly. It's 1% every day. It's the small little habits that make up the big ones. But like Kiva, that's incredible that like, you know, you think you're failing at the time, but you're always rerouted onto the right track. You know what I mean? I remember the exact same when like, I realized I didn't want to be a teacher and I honestly, the heartbreak, you know what? Like it actually was just like nothing I'd ever experienced. I was like, I knew deep down in my gut, I was like, I don't want to be a teacher. And it was like so heartbreaking because for so many years, it was all I wanted to do. Like it was the only thing I wanted to do. But like now I just see it as I'm doing it in a different way. You know, I'm teaching in a different way. And like you probably feel the same with that like failure you mm -hmm. had with, with in healthcare that like it would never have brought you to where you are now with breath work, yoga managing stress helping people going through the same thing you know 
Yeah, 100%. I love the term um, identity capital. So it's all identity mm. capital. Like you are literally, no matter what you do, you're building towards that thing that's in the future. So nothing is a waste. Nothing's a failure. Like every single thing that you've done, especially if it's like, I think sometimes people really struggle with the degree thing. I think they come out and they're like, I've just wait this wasted four years on a degree that I don't want. There's no way you wasted. You learned how to sit down and do hard things when you didn't want to do the assignment and you did it. You learned how to be on time. You learned how to show up to placement. You've, le- you've learned how to work with people. You, that degree may not be what you use, but the skills, the transferables are vital. They're, they're yeah. Crucial. So it's all yeah. building the person you're going to become. And honestly, the biggest, the biggest jumps I've had in, you know, in whatever, whatever I'm trying to do have been through failure, it, failure, yeah. which I don't really, really see as failure anymore. But like, I fail way more often than I succeed. Like I would say eight out of ten, 10 things flop. Like, and wow. I, I just, I'm better at failing fast and hard and I'm better at failing forwards. So if it flops, I go, okay, what, what didn't go right there or what? And it's so energetic. I know this is going to sound like I'm going off on the whole energy thing, but for me, a lot of it's energetic. So I'll know instantly as soon as I like lean into something and if it didn't really align with me, like if it wasn't, if it wasn't what I really yes, want. Yes, it won't happen. Yeah, that happened to me before. Yeah. And you just know you're like, I know I didn't really, really want to do this. You know, that kind of way. It's like repelling. You're repelling. You're just Yeah. That's exactly it. It's like once you start showing up as your authentic self and living in line with your values, I hammer this home all of the time with my coaching. And I think we just apply it in different ways, Kiva, which is also really incredible seeing it applied in different ways. Like I have like all my coaching is based on like your values and being connected to yourself and like you help people connect back to themselves and um, I saw another uh person use a Brian Penny he's like a recovering addict from heroin used value his values to get through that you know it, it's insane how it's implied in all other areas but it just works just the same but do you want to talk to people Kiva about how you ended up like going from the physio side of things and then we kind of just went off on a ramble there but like how you ended up then doing the yoga teacher training the breath you're now breathwork facilitator pilates like yeah. when when did that you know obviously the pinnacle moment was probably once you recovered from chronic stress yes. and then maybe going from there yeah so um uh a full-blown burnout episode takes about seven years to recover from you know some people will know this so it takes a long time to come back to the nervous system state that you would have had prior and it's obviously a long build like the word chronic obviously is over a long period of time so it did take time is what I would say for and it was so strange Kate I remember there being a day and I turned around and I was like I see the world in color again like it was weird it was like something in my body shifted I don't know what it was but something in my body definitely shifted at that point and I it took a year so the mindful physio was born (laughs) me sitting in it was a year after like nearly a year to the day that I got my appendix out 
But in that year, I always say I have a winter before I have like a spring summer. Like I have a build period always. And I I let okay. myself, I don't go hard on myself. I treat my my life and my year like seasons. And I'm just like, right now I'm in hibernation. I'm in winter there, you won't hear much from me. You won't see much from me because I'm building and I'm thinking and I'm reflecting and I'm journaling. And that's what happened in that Amazing. year. Amazing. Yeah, it's kind of called your magic dark in astrology or like sometimes like dark night of the soul it's like where you feel like nothing's happening and you're you're really irritated or you're really frustrated that nothing is happening you're like I'm trying like I'm doing everything yeah. right and then there's a moment where like I'll say it all the time to people you're standing right on the edge and you just don't know you're on the edge and you just have to take one more step and then everything's yeah. into place wow yeah and before the biggest things that have happened there's been a moment where I'm like oh shit, I'm just going to give up like I'm done and there's yeah. a moment in me that goes just one more step like there's one more thing you have to do and like I think Kate like getting into how this all happened it was I started to invest in myself so yeah. if I thought something would further me as a person first thing I invested in was coach okay, so well. I got a PT. yeah I got a PT who was really into um softness and like met me where I was at and saw me where I was and just I have to say she she gave me permission where I've never been given permission before and as a physio I think there's a bit of pressure on to be you know to like my whole year was sporty and I love sport but like exercise just turned into something negative for me and oh 100% Kiva so that's the one thing like a lot of people don't know is that um disordered eating eating disorders and uh poor body image is the highest in the likes of personal trainers like ourselves physios nutritionists dietitians and we need more help nearly than anyone else so like yes 100 that's prevalent definitely and every coach needs a coach yeah we all need someone like you're also dealing with a lot of other people's stuff and i think it's really nice for someone to sit with you in it and i it was one of the best things i did so got a coach, went to life coaching. They were the first two things, even before therapy. And I started to be like, oh, when I put, like, think about your money as, a dog. when I do a value audit, I look at where I spend my money and where I spend my time. And I try and value audit once a month. So I'll sit down and I'll be like, right, this month, let's look at the money. <laughs> where, did <laughs> I it? But where did I spend it? And sometimes it'll be on you know dinner and drinks with my friends it'll be on going on holidays and I'm like amazing I'm investing in experiences I'm investing in friendship and people and relationships and then other times it'll be on courses and it'll be on whatever retreats investing in something and I'm like okay so my values now are lying here and then I look at where I spend most of my time but when I looked at where I was spending my money at that time it was on coaching it was on like classes yoga or plates that I loved yeah it was on moving from harshness to softness definitely and just investing in myself and even if I didn't know what the return was going to look like I still went nope if this is going to make me feel better you know move better be better it's worth it why wouldn't yeah, it be worth wow. it? so that was the first step and I will always say to pe- that to people at the beginning just start investing in yourself whatever that looks like for you whatever yeah. makes you happy whatever lights up lights you up yeah yeah um and I think I had done that. So I did my Pilates training when I was in college and I loved Pilates. Okay. Um, Pilates changed my body because it was softer. It was uh, yeah. like at that, the, before that I was probably 
weight training I still love resistance training as a physio I will hammer home resistance training yes of course of course yeah yoga and pilates have taught me to be softer in my body and have made me feel really feminine um Mm. I would have been probably very in my masculine yeah yeah and wanted to get it done and wanted to like you know do really well on places yeah all these goals harder 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 yes yes yeah and I've said before, like when I did my Pilates teacher training, I didn't teach for like a year. There's lots of people who I think there's a statistic. I'm not going to get it right, so I'm not going to say it. But the amount of like teachers, yoga and Pilates who do the training and never teach. And I can so see why that happens. It's confidence, it's self-esteem. And for me, it was definitely body image as well. Like okay, I remember wow. I don't have a Pilates body like at the time or I was like, like a yoga body yeah that's such a thing yeah in your head you're teaching you're like they're looking at me they're looking at me thinking what like, what would she know she doesn't have and you that is a limiting belief that you've got to bulldoze yeah. through yeah um, because my favorite teachers I have never once thought to myself but that's oh, the thing <laughs> that's the thing like it's like it's so funny it's like a lot of the time when like my clients will say to me they're like you know if they compare themselves to other people or they judge or yeah they're in the gym and they feel like someone's judging them I always give back the question of is that because you judge other people and Mm -hmm. it is yeah so if you are critical of and I'm holding my hands up here I'm not saying I'm any saying that I don't go around and judge people like we're all only human at the end of the day like I'm not saying to go around and judge people like all the time but like you know we are all only human at the end of the day and often oftentimes if you're very hyper aware of like your body you're oftentimes looking at everyone else's and like comparing yourself and like that's still judging someone else's body it doesn't mean if you're complimenting it to the nines you're still judging them so that's why you feel judged back um and that's something I always say like to help clients and they're kind of like offended and I'm like yeah you should be like worry about yourself on like you know what I mean it's so funny Yeah, honestly. And that's like, that is actually one thing I, I stopped myself doing. So I did like at the time when it was, when it was bad and I was struggling, I did an Instagram cleanse or detox, whatever as I do. And I just Amazing. really any accounts that like, you know, why am I looking at them like that saying, oh my God, they have the body I wish I had and just removed it because it just like yes they can be amazing and that's fantastic and you know so many elements to that and we don't know what's going on what is going on in anyone's life so like that I just stopped talking about it I just took it out of my mind I wouldn't comment on people's I I would just be like okay I way prefer now getting a compliment about my energy or my you know my personality whatever it is I don't care if if the thing someone said about me when I kicked the bucket was about the way I looked I'd die I'd already I be dead know. but I would I would I like know. die again I genuinely it's not what this is a vessel and we're we're just traveling in it and you just need to be happy and comfortable and the minute that I stopped putting so much weight onto that and just started being like well why did I do Pilates teacher training like why did I want to do that in the first place what was my why once I came back to that it was like well I just wanted people to move and I wanted them to move mindfully and that's what I want to bring to it so do that that's incredible Kiva and like that's obviously where like the mindful physio came in yeah so it was just to promote Pilates at the time so at the time obviously doing like I said after spending a year doing the coaching doing whatever 
remember saying to my PT, um, I think I want to start teaching Pilates. And she was a huge help in the beginning. Her name's Naomi, but wow. she really like, she was like, you can do it. Like backed me, was on my first class online because during COVID. And then I was, I was putting up bits about like goal setting and stuff like that. And then little things would happen. So I always say there's a moment where you take a risk or there's a moment where something feels really uncomfortable and really scary and there's so much reward and risk I'm like if you didn't yeah. take risk, there's so much magic in them there was little things and I actually really, I get memories all the time now from Snapchat but I uh, got a memory the other day that was like I think the UCD uh, actuary society asked me to teach a class and I was probably after making the page like a month or two teach a class for their like wellness week and wow. I wow oh my god this is the biggest thing that could ever happen this is a like I was buzzed and now yeah, wow when I get offered something or when you get an opportunity I'll never forget those moments because those were the moments that make you like and I was shitting myself I had to take yeah. went down on my break and work to do it and like everyone in the staff room was buzzing for me I was like this is amazing oh but there's so much yeah. and you know, when you start something, Kate, like in the beginning, I was only saying this the other day when we were out because I met a lot of my friends from college and like your ears burn, you know, you know, there's probably a screenshot in a group chat that's taken. Yeah. Out. Oh, 1000%. Yeah. And you just that that part of me that cared so much before had to just silence her ego, put it to bed. I was like, you know what? Someday it'll make sense and it'll make sense I don't even know what it what it is right now but it'll make sense and I remember hitting my first thousand followers like still don't have any, like that many followers at all but it's just there's little moments where you're like yeah it's yeah funny. those pinnacle moments Kiva yeah. yeah that always stand out and like you look back now and you're like wow they were the ones that made me like those small ones that built up they're small now but they were huge at the time like I'm 100% I agree in all of that like it's just insane and they're the things that kind of gain your confidence the more like it's so uncomfortable leaning into it at the start like I'll never forget first like coming on my stories it took me about a year no joke I to I bulk up the courage to oh. speak on my stories like I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I was threatening it for a year before yeah. I came on. And then I did it. And I was like, oh. and the, it was just the feedback. So I suppose this is the thing, like the people who follow you are following you for you. And I think like that's something that's so important to remember. And guys, 99% of people are there to support you. There's only always ever the 1%. And I always say like, they need Jesus. Like they just need <laughs> Jesus. That's all it is. Like, honestly like that's what I always just think I'm like say a prayer for him like that's what my granny always says and she's like well should we say a prayer for him and I'm like yeah no I (laughs) but nobody nobody doing more than you is ever going to talk down on you only people doing so someone who's content in their own life is never ever going to look at you and go who does she this this is probably the fear I had who does she think she is yeah yeah and now I just think to myself, well, like, if that's what you're asking yourself, you probably, like you said, need to reframe or look at why you're judging someone else in that moment. It's, yeah, exactly, Kiva. And I think what's so nice as well is that, like, obviously, like, we're all together here now and I'm skipping on a slight bit, but yeah. we're all together here now. And like, we all have like, you know, different things. Some of us have similar things. And like, 
we just all know that we're so supported by each other and you, you know they're you're greater in numbers like everyone lifts each other up and I think especially in Sydney like holy god the Irish community is the goal like honestly like isn't it I I had a session with Luke who he did spinal energetics the other day so he's Australian and he is taking over all my classes when I go home for a month and he was just like, what are you? Like, what is deeply, yeah, the click. <laughs> deeply ingrained in Irish people that you are so supportive? Because he's covered my classes before and he's just like, he, he, he was shook. I can't explain. And I was like, well, and I came back and I was talking to my housemate Vaughn about it. And I was like, but it is deeply ingrained in us. I mean, like, yeah. the GAA club that if something went wrong or everyone, like, parish, yeah. everyone pulled together and everyone <laughs> and out here, we're so far from home, but we all live within a 10 kilometer radius of Koji and Bondi. So I mean, like you have <laughs> everyone and it's, it yeah. is lovely. And that's what made this transition so much easier. Like I definitely, I, I would have struggled at home. I know like just from yeah. hard like they say the quickest way to change your future is obviously to change your environment and I'm not one for running I literally put up a post there yesterday where I was like about yeah and I waited I that's one thing I would say to people I waited I could have run probably the year before I really wanted to go and I was about to book a flight to New Zealand so I was always meant to move to New Zealand okay meant to move to Auckland um had a boyfriend at the time who we were meant to move together he got offered or he was in a like a internship type thing graduate program and he had to work it out and I was like okay I'll wait and I waited another year and then I would have been coming into waiting another year on top of that and something in me Kate just went no it's time to go oh yeah this is like the four-year relationship with what I thought was the love of my life and I it was the hardest and someone only said it to me the other night it was definitely the hardest decision I've ever made I was in my dream job at home so after the hospice I moved to pediatrics I loved the kids it's okay job I loved the hospice I learned so much and it was a really really yes job but there was a little bit more probably like joy and and like an uplifting ending to my days when I was um and I love it was my when I was in college I did my final placement there and I was like that is my dream job wow half from home I would drive around I'd go out to the beach write my notes on the beach at break time drive back see a kid in school like I loved it and then my relationship was going really well we were really happy we're probably moving into that next stage and I went I'm gonna go blow up my life here but I waited oh until my God. it looked perfect. So I waited because I was like, you know what? I don't want to run. Like if I'm in a situation, like when I was in the hospice, I kept trying to leave that job and I could not get, it was like, I think I had two interviews the week that I got my appendix out. So didn't get the interviews. Then I got a job in Mullingar. It fell through because of COVID. Then I got offered another interview. It fell through because of something else. I was like, what is going on? I can't get oh. out. You just have a lesson lesson and you're not going to get out until you learn it. So that all happened. And then when I was getting on that plane, I was like, this is a decision. This is not me running. This is a choice. And in, in choice, there's power, um, in risk, there's reward. So I was like, look, this is probably the biggest risk I ever take. I could absolutely blow it all up, but what if it falls back better than I could have imagined? Like, what if I rebuild in the, the best way possible? So I literally just followed it. And I remember saying to my mom, I'll never forget sitting at the kitchen table, drinking a cup of tea. And I was like, mom, there's something in Bali. And I was just going for my yoga teacher training. Like there was no, it was meant to be a month and it ended up being five. Um, 
but I was like there's something there's some reason I'm going there more than just this and yeah my life just took did a u-turn and I I don't even know Eva that is incredible to anyone who is listening who may feel a small bit stuck or they might not even need to feel stuck Eva and know that there's something else out there for them and to just go for it like you have have a niggle like the biggest thing I ever did was just start to listen to my intuition so start to listen to that like your intuition is it's a muscle I like obviously love the muscles but I'm like (laughs) it's probably becoming my most powerful muscle because now I just don't make a decision so if you ask me to come on the podcast I'll go to myself do I want to be on the podcast or not and I'll my intuitive muscle where I go does it make me feel heavy or light like what does it bring up in my body where do I feel it like this this term of introspection how do you view your in, inner world when you're connected to yourself means that you're not living out of conscious thought you're not living out of your your prefrontal cortex your ego you're coming into your body and you're living in your intuition mm-hmm. wow. and when, once you make decisions from your intuition you're not going to make the wrong decision you're you know what you want you're just afraid of what that might look like or you're afraid of the risk because obviously you're exactly because it could like like you said like blow up your life it could literally be like okay I need to end this relationship that I you know I'm really happy and I have to move away from my dream job you know like yeah that is that's in that is incredible Kiva like that's absolutely incredible to kind of have the strength to do that and I can like re- I can relate so much because when I was in Bali so that's obviously how it's not obvious sorry to people listening that's how me and Kiva have met yes, and yeah. for me doing breathwork with Kiva in Bali for the first time and I just remember like I was the same like I was in a relationship at the time and like literally we're actually such good friends now and there was like no kind of other reason like that it ended only that I was like no I need to go like there's something for me out there I always wanted to travel and that's what I want to do and I like that I was going with my gut so I went to Bali and I just could not settle in Bali like I just couldn't and for so long everyone was like no it takes so long just stay another month it takes so long just let yourself settle in and I knew deep yeah. deep deep down that I was like I am not happy here like I'm like it's not that I'm not happy in myself because I knew I was content in myself. It was uh, the environment. I just, I couldn't settle there. And then the minute I left, it was like, uh, when I would say the weight of the world came off my shoulders. And I was like, I just cried because I was like, I should have listened to my gut and I didn't. But do you know what? Again, a lesson learned in Akiva that your gut never lies and your intuition never lies and to listen to it more despite what the outcome is you know and that's where I learned that the hard way like I really learned that the hard way um because I felt like I went through so much in Bali like so much stress all of the time that I just couldn't get a hold over I was like what is going on and I just it was my intuition being like get out of here and I wasn't listening to it and I kept going against it and then loads of things kept, kept happening to push me out like to the way loads of people say that about Bali anyway yeah, yeah. and then I was like the minute I'd like landed in Dubai I was like holy god like there was genuinely just a weight off my shoulders um so yeah no like your gut never ever lies so important for people to hear that from your point of view as well because I think that people think Bali is going to solve all their problems yeah, I know. it's going to you know change their whole life no you and this is one thing that has kept coming to me when I'm journaling you are the magic 
you are the magic in all of your relationships. You are the magic in your job. You are the magic in your friendships. In everywhere you go, you're the common denominator. So when you are somewhere, it doesn't matter where you are. Like it, it just yeah. simply does not matter. The environment is just a reflection of what's going on inside you. So the stress for you, your intuition was like, this just isn't the place. Like it's not, it, it doesn't suit where you want to be, how you feel safe. It's not regulating your nervous system. But that's it, Kiva. It didn't align with what I value. Like I value headspace. I value fresh air. I value walking. And I know these are really small. People don't understand. Yeah, to me, to me, they are huge. Like they are huge things to me. They're the pinnacle of how I start my day. Like, and like when I got to Australia, then I was like, oh. Lee God, I have a morning routine and I can walk. Like I was like, I can walk on a footpath and I have that headspace because I don't listen to podcasts. <sighs> so I was like, I actually have time to process. That's when I realized that that's where I process all of my thoughts and like how I'm feeling. And I'll always like box breathe when I walk and I'll always practice gratitude when I walk. And like, it's just a small walk in the morning to get my coffee and back. But when I didn't have that, Kiva, you know, even it's just the smallest of things, wow. like that was making me feel so disconnected. And it was just something that was so small, but so huge, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I, I that's just that's just such a reflection of like environment, knowing knowing yourself well enough to know in that moment, OK, this isn't working. But even if you don't and I think like everyone's going to get a little bit lost and everyone's going to get. Yeah. Uh, by things that are going on around them and Bali has such a we, we call it the Bali bubble it is a Bali bubble but it yeah. has a hype around it and I think at that time there was a lot of hype around it so people go to Bali thinking it's going to solve everything for them but like you said there is places where you will feel safer where you will feel more grounded and more rooted and more yourself and it's just recognizing that it's you it's not the place that's what I'm trying to say yes right? exactly yeah Bali wasn't magic for me. It was, I was ready for, I was ready for Bali. Like, yeah, that's incredible, Kiva. And so you went there, you did your yoga teacher training. Yeah. And yeah. then did you do your breathwork facilitation course there too? Yeah. Yeah. So I did, um, I did, <laughs> everyone's going to laugh at the certain thing. It all happened very fast. So I knew, <laughs> I obviously had planned the yoga teacher training. And then I'd been to a psychic, like, probably a year and a half prior to this and she told me that Reiki would find me not to go searching for Reiki Reiki would find me wow. on my yoga teacher training I met my Reiki master Laura and she was fabulous and she we skipped a lecture one day like I didn't want to go to an anatomy lecture it was at the very end you're not meant to skip them guys if anyone goes to ITT don't be scared. <laughs> but it was at the very end uh it was like last five days let's say I went down to the pool and I was sitting there and she came down and she was like she asked me about a crystal on my neck and we got into this conversation and she basically was like I I feel like I need to attune you and I was like okay random didn't go seeking out Reiki but here it is so in the last four days of yoga teacher training she tuned me in Reiki so then I was self-breaking and doing it on myself and I was like really connecting to it and I just like I'm I'm logical the physio brain in me yes okay so I love it like when I was at my yoga teacher training, I was like ah come on now show me the evidence yeah <laughs> like I want to know and I want you it's to give like, yeah because I am like I like I would say in even in college like being quite 
on that masculine side of the scale yes energies where I just wanted to learn and know more and add and now I can't explain okay something has happened to me where I love I still love learning and I still love the facts but I also can just see that some things I cannot explain some things yes and you're okay with that I'm okay with it now I've released control around needing to and even know. it's the ego it's like the yeah. ego around it isn't it Kiva like yeah. yeah but I think it's really nice to hear that coming from a physio like coming from someone who was so like you know fact evidence-based you know what I mean yeah. uh, where's the research you know it's really nice for people to kind of listen to someone like who has both you know yeah. and you have transformed in that sense where you're kind of like some things you just it is what it is isn't it yeah, and there's going to be evidence, you know, that like there's there's going to be more research done. And like I had a client in yesterday who like she has been experiencing back pain for years, like years and years and years. And I assessed her back and like looking at it and structurally, mechanically, like doing all of our physio tests, I can't find anything. And then I just had a moment of like I was in physio mode so I was very much so yeah let's do all the tests like negative straight leg raise okay we're still going and I was working through it and then I was like do you experience do you experience any other like skin conditions IBS anything else going on and she was like oh actually every time this flares my eczema flares and I was like okay anything else and we went down and went through it and I was like will you track when this pain comes on is it stress related and like that you'll then get her to track over a period of time but I can guarantee you so many like your pain like for me it was my eyes and whatever other people it's pain pain is just a signal in your butt that your body doesn't feel safe pain you like pain is not in the joint it's in your brain so the joint is perceiving something it's trying to protect you so it's protective pain's only ever protective and that's across the board so like now mostly especially if I'm working privately as a physio I will be looking at your ACE score like your adverse childhood effect like I like I want to know if there's something more because you're never going to get to the root of a problem by scratching the surface like you need to go deeper and that's where breath work and yoga and and breathing in general but those more holistic modalities combine really well with your kind of western yes that's incredible that's incredible kiva and so then you were attuned to reiki which is so cool that that just came to you you know what i mean in your yoga teacher training and then from there kiva was that when you started doing the women's circles because that's when i met you first was at a women's circle so I went traveling in between and my goal for last year, Kate, 2022 was to have more fun. <laughs> so I like in that masculine energy in needing to do and be and achieve and all of this stuff, because in the middle of all that, I thought like being uncomfortable, I would do Miss Ireland. So I did that before I left. And that was an incredible experience. Yeah. But wow. Again, though, it was just like a this would push me out of my comfort zone. To be honest, I wanted to comfortable, get comfortable speaking in front of people. So yeah, okay. I was like, okay, what's the best way to do this? Probably to put myself in a really uncomfortable position. I can say that that was not something that I ever yeah. thought I'd do. But yeah. really helped with what I needed it to help with. And then when I went traveling, I was like, okay, the goal here, Kiva, is to have more fun because you have been very much so in this like adult world, grinding, all of that. And honestly- Constantly when I decided to have fun and when I released the reins and released control my my whole life just fell into place it was like 
things came way easier when I stopped yeah. pushing. Wow, like, yeah. So I stopped pushing. And now I don't really push at all. I kind of go, okay, let's just see what happens. Because it happens. half yeah. the time you're, you're putting resistance into something that would otherwise flow. Like, oh my god Kiva that resonates with me so much like ever since I got to Australia I was burnt out like I was I did an entire podcast on it just from the four months in Bali oh my god like I was so burnt out and I was just like I am just letting go here like I was like like my mom actually this is so funny Kiva this just goes to show how much of a stressful kind of person I used to be I I'm very good at managing it now like I really really am but like like that Kiva I feel like I would have been very like you very in my masculine I have to be very conscious of it at times um like very like highly stressed overthink things and my mom always says it to me like I'm up in a heap for something she's like Elsa let it go she's like let it go we get like I start skidding laughing because it's something so small and she's like Elsa let it go and oh. you know what I just took that with me um especially landing in Australia I was like I am just living like I was like this like we forget that like this is our life our day-to-day and what you just posted in your last post Kiva I just loved it I was like yes it's the day-to-day things it's the small things you're going to remember and honestly the energy I have since just letting go like just letting it go letting go of the control and just enjoying and just being like just being it's so much easier oh my god yeah you become you become an attractor then though so I would say like in the last year I have flipped completely I feel like I'm so feminine like I'm and I think I always was I think my nature like I loved dance and I loved art and I, I as a child and when you go back into your inner child stuff and all the rest I loved the feminine things I wanted to grow up to be a princess it was only yeah. when I put hair on my head for Miss Ireland I realized that I was like, maybe yeah. I am more of a princess than I thought I was. But it probably did connect me to the part of me that was like, oh, it's okay. So it's okay to be like this. It's okay to be softer. I've talked about yeah. softness a lot today. Um, it's okay to not have to. And you know what? I stopped having to prove to somebody else that yes. I. This came to me in a breathwork session. So everyone slagged me. I brought my friends to breathwork. So the, the Jamie, who I trained with, um, I brought I brought three girl, two girls from yoga and two of my friends that were traveling with me and the five of us sat in a breathwork session they had never met each other before you know breathwork's very intimate so you, yes, share, very. you share these big deep realizations and everyone laughed at me I was organizing the retreat at the time I was meant to be on a holiday in Bali and I was getting up at seven working my little ass off to get a website up and then finishing at seven and my friends were like we're on holidays can you just put the laptop put away I can't I can't I'm not on a holiday and I didn't come to Bali to go on a holiday I came to Bali to like yeah okay up. didn't know it was going to be a retreat but I remember everyone that I saw that I was sitting in the middle of them and all of them laughed I pulled the card balance and Jamie will laugh if she listens to this because I always pull that card like at the yeah. time full balance it didn't matter what deck whatever deck it was it I was, was just balance. balance and I was like oh my god why does this happen to me and they all slagged me they were like yeah Kiva like you know, you're just, you're just a perfectionist. You're, you're just putting everything into this. And I was like, I am a perfectionist guys. Like, leave me alone. If I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it right. I'm going to put it right. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. And then I went into breath work. So I pulled that before it went into breath work, came out, bawling my eyes out. I was like, 
I'm not a perfectionist at all. <laughs> and I literally, I can so say this with my hands up now, I'm no more a perfectionist. I don't care if I'm sitting on my own, whether something looks perfect. I care that you think it looks perfect. So what yes. came to breathwork was a memory from when I was like in school where something had happened or I'd been bullied or something happened. And in that moment, I swore to myself, I'd never let myself down again. And I would never, ever let you think that I wasn't good enough. So all of this pushing and all of this grinding and all of this needing to be more only ever came from a place of, I want to be enough. And I want you to think that I'm enough. Like, and deep down, I know I am. So I don't know who the, who mm. I'm trying to prove it to. So in it, I, I now, wow. I'm like the feminine in me came out when I released control of having to prove to the world. Sure, the world. Something. Yeah. Do you know what? I don't have to prove to anyone. Anything. Anyone. Yeah. I don't have to show up. I just have to. And like, that takes so much pressure off your job. And if someone is listening who is burnt out, the thing that changed for me, a psychologist said to me in work, be average on an average day because your average is pretty, pretty good. So wow. stop going above and beyond to prove to someone that you're worth something when you were already worthy before you started. So like release, release the control. Release that the is incredible, Kiva. Like, and I think when you, it is like a moment that comes. I actually it was my therapist that said it to me. And she was just like to me, and it actually only clicked with me once I got to Australia and she'd said it to me two months previous. Okay. And she said, when is enough enough? And I was just like, oh my, like it made me feel like so nearly guilty. Cause yeah. I was like, we're always striving for more, more, be better. Like I read back on my man manifesto. I was rewriting my one. I, for anyone who doesn't know what a manifesto is, Kiva definitely knows what a manifesto is. It's basically like writing in the present of your dream life. And I read back over it a couple of weeks ago and I started bawling, crying because everything that was on it was everything I have now. Everything. There was not one thing on that piece of paper that's amazing I know and I was like girl get it right like you're living it you're living it now so what stop striving for more I was like stop just enjoy it for now for what it is and the minute like you said Kiva the minute you let go and just do that and just enjoy it in the now and like you know really just take it in it, it just it's so much like the pressure that comes off you is just oh my god like it's indescribable isn't it and then like you said that's when you start to attract things so was that when Kiva like the breathwork started coming to you the women's circle like is that when all of that kind of started to fall into place yeah so I we were traveling um, I was going to book that flight to New Zealand so I still meant to go to New Zealand at this point was traveling and I was like right okay going to book it and again it comes back to the intuition thing I was sitting there and I was about to book it and I literally had my hand on like pay and I was like no I'm not going no. to and am I like something in me just went no and I flew back to Bali to do breathwork and I have no I was not meant to go back I was seeing a guy at the time who had moved home and he then was like I'll come back to Bali we'll give it a go sure what have we got to lose and I was like okay why not That's and cool. I honestly just started to live life a little bit more like freely or openly where before I would have been like no if I'm going to get into a relationship it has to have all of these things it needs to meet I all know. of the standards I need to be I in know. this place I need to have healed all of this and it, honestly I was probably the messiest I've ever been to get into a relationship with but I was just like 
you know what what like life's too short that's what life is that's what it is isn't it I'm so full of like I love love and I'm so full of love and I'm probably gonna have my heart broken about 50 more times and it's fine so fine Every (laughs) every time I learn every time I move like there's so much of me that thinks like I I said this in post as well I've been real real reflective lately that I'm putting up posts but I was like look the like love or the hurt is only an example of how much you're able to love and like heartbreak capacity you have exactly Kiva and I I think okay so I'm also like a hopeless romantic like yeah and I act as though I'm not but I am like I would literally like fall in love so hard like as in ridiculous and I'm such a hopeless romantic but I just think like it's just so fab like love is so I love love like I'm obsessed and I just think there's a lesson in all of it so like if it's not meant to be obviously it's so shit at the time and definitely like obviously process it and whatever but there is a lesson in all of it you know there's a lesson that you get out of all of it so I think it's just like once you learn that that you can kind of come to the acceptance of like you know, you kind of let down your barriers a small bit more. You know, you're like, what? That, that's the way I am. I am. I'm like, what's the worst that can happen? Okay, it doesn't work out. So you'll uh, be fine. Like, you know, yeah, fine. exactly. It only proves to you how resilient you are as well. And yeah, that like, and it was a big part of my journey and it was a big part of getting to here as well. So like, uh, that's what introduced me to breath work, let's say. Like I would never have gone to my first session. But yeah, so it was just a big part of it. And then did the breath work. Breath work for me, I think when people train in it, you want to really connect to it yourself. So in order to speak from a place of authenticity, you want to have a really good relationship. Connection with it. Yeah. So when I did my first session, it did cross my, I remember it crossing my mind being like, I... I would love to be able to do this but I just didn't know what the future looked like and then it was so it was like it just all fell together as in Jamie hadn't done trainings and then she was like come back to Bali let's do a training and I was like okay I didn't have the money like I was literally yeah, dying okay sense like I'd been traveling for six months at this stage and I was down to my last few cents and I remember being like okay look this is the biggest investment that I'll do and this is the one that I I pray to God will pay me back and now it's my wow. life I'm about to launch a facilitator training in Sydney and like I'm going to be training so full circle but it was honestly for me the glue that brought everything else together together yeah it was just the thing in the middle that I wanted to figure out what way was I going to and it's you know I'm still learning I'm you're always learning and you're always developing Oh, and um, everything. I'm the same as well. You're, you yeah. never stop learning. You know, never, you never ever. stop learning. Yeah. And people and, will help you with that. Like actually working with people will massively oh, help. Oh, that's it. Like that's something like I have a lot of PTs at the minute and there it's just this constant imposter syndrome. And mm. what they don't realize is that we all have it. Like we all have that, but we just do it anyway. And it's like, honestly, if you have it, it's a good thing because it shows that you care and Absolutely. you you are self-aware and also like you have to start somewhere and it all comes from experience you know but Kiva for people a lot of people don't know what breathwork actually is so do you mind explaining to us what breathwork is of course so my first experience with breathwork would have been through yoga which I think a lot of people will know of and it's pranayama and breathwork is just the overall overarching umbrella term for what stems from pranayama so there are hundreds of types of pranayama like as in there's so much and each each different um, lineage will have different 
types, you know, like you'll hear them call different names. Like let's say Reiki is like key, like you'll have Prana. It's, it's all different. Okay. So that can get really confusing for people. Um, the type of breathwork I do comes under what is kind of called transformational breathwork. It's basically a manipulation of your breath to do a few things in your body. So it has a real physical response. So anyone who's done it, you've experienced it, Kate. But yeah. <laughs> when you do Big it the time. first time, the first time can be very physical. So it has a physiological effect in your body where you blow off more carbon dioxide than you usually would and your blood becomes more alkaline. So you get this rush of energy or you feel your body and you really feel it. So some people cramp, some people tingle, some people shake. Um, the physical can kind of trigger a trauma response in the body, which is if you think about about an animal who is in a fight and after a fight, it walks away, it shakes. It shakes off the, the fear. It shakes off the adrenaline of what's just happened. So animals shake, babies cry when they're upset, when they fall and they hurt themselves, they cry. When we stub our toe, we go yeah and we, and we never express or feel or allow that loop to close and the thought process behind it is that your body stores so what you're not experiencing what you're not expressing or allowing to move through you sits in you so what i see with breathwork is the physical is and that's why it's helpful for people with chronic conditions or chronic pain i see a lot of women with endometriosis at the minute just because so much of it is deeply rooted in either trauma, which a lot of Western medicine doesn't actually get into ever. And it's the fatal flaw of that whole side of it, because yeah. it's a part of why people experience what they experience. And then there is, as you break down those walls, so as you go through the physical, there's lots of things that can happen, but you'll move into the mental. So for a lot of people, breathwork is the first time you experience absence of thought. And I think when we meditate, one of the goals of meditation can be this absence of thought. And it's really hard. Like that's a really hard thing to achieve. But what happens in your brain physiologically when you do this form of breathwork is your, your prefrontal cortex gets a reduction of oxygen. So then you experience no thoughts. You move into your subconscious and your conscious brain goes quiet. So your ego shuts up for a minute. You don't have this nagging voice in your head. And for a lot of people, it just feels like emptiness. And you're like, what is this? And that is connection to yourself. That is presence. And in presence, then you move into your intuition. And it's my biggest tool to connect to my intuition. Because when you don't have ego and your body is open and it's letting go of whatever is sitting on the surface or whatever is hidden deep you will experience intuition so it's just this access to yourself and I had a breathwork session before I came on the call Kate and literally I said to her um she asked what does intuition feel like though sometimes I think it's my anxiety and I was like that is such a good question and something that I probably don't say to people enough and for me intuition is going to feel different for every person but for me intuition is a whisper it's never a voice because your voice is your ego your voice is your conscious thought intuition is more like a whisper in the back of my head or moves through my yeah, body I, I get that the gut feeling it's a yeah. knowing that you cannot it's explain. a knowing you can't explain it yes yeah. no I I really get that and actually Kiva it's so interesting so I think after you explaining your breath how, how breath work works I like to talk about like my experience with you doing it so yes I remember my first time doing it was in Bali and 
guys the first time I did it I, like I got that what's the what happened oh, the technique 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 yeah so basically like all my hands were like really really stiff my body was shaking and I actually remember saying to you afterwards Kiva like I was like I'm gonna get sick and you were like Kate that's like stuff that you need to get out of you like that's literally your body getting rid of that like negative shit that's in you like, that you're holding on to yeah, yeah. yeah like honestly I was like I'm going to get sick and it was so intense and like I just remember saying to you like I was like I can't let go of the control still like my body still like I was still trying to gain control over what was going on and that's why I feel like I was so tense and then I did it I think three more times after with you Kiva and then when I came to Sydney and did it with you in Sydney I was like like that at the absence of thought Mm. I was so at peace doing it like it was honestly incredible like it was it was like I was like oh finally like I've moved in from like being so tense and always like having to be in control and then I did it and it was it was the I think it was the fifth time I did it with you or as the fourth and I was like oh my god like wow like it was the first one I came out of like yes like obviously I had an emotional release or whatever but I was just like wow I just felt so light and I a lot of people get like like you know messages and things like that through rhetoric but for me personally I've never gotten that but I've always felt so light like you honestly feel like you're on a high nearly after it you know isn't that's what it's like because it's your releasing yes whatever like emotional baggage or whatever it is you're carrying yeah so there's there's so many things that go on in it and I'm like thank you so much for sharing your experience because that's that's so valuable for people I suppose to see that it's different for everyone so I've never had two people have the same experience ever and you will never have the same breathwork journey twice it'll always be different because different things will come up for you or different things will be in your body or whatever is going on in your life but it, it actually physiologically as well and this is where there will be science and there will be studies yes it's it's bringing you to the same part of your brain that is activated when you like so they're looking at hypnosis for a lot of it so it's similar to hypnosis you're in a theta brainwave state so that's why you feel great afterwards you have access to your subconscious so when you're in your subconscious a lot of what we live every day like the stories we tell ourselves the life we play out is already written somewhere deep in our subconscious and we just continue to do it you're like why do I end up with shit men or something why do I keep the same way and it's like well you're probably feeding into the story that you think is going to play out anyway so you're going to just pick the character that suits that that storyline while if in breathwork what I find is people can access their subconscious and go back and rewrite that so in the meditation at the end it's a little bit more like hypnosis where you have the power to go back and say well like for my example where oh I need you to think that I'm worthy and someone when I'm under in that theta brainwave state goes you are worthy I finally let it land I heard a great quote writing affirmations is like standing in shit and spraying perfume and I've never heard <laughs> and I love an affirmation but Jesus Christ you will have to oh, I know, many times you're better off going into the root of that yeah. subconscious belief and plucking it out and going no right. I don't want to believe it anymore um and yeah it like it has a similar it's a sim- when they looked at brain brain activity it's similar to psychedelics that's why people see colors and they feel high and yes 
Oh, yes. it's a high. It's getting high on your own supply is what we draw. Yeah. With it. Honestly. I, yeah, no, it's that it is incredible. Like I was kind of scared going into it, but that's just because I knew I had so much shit that I had suppressed that I just didn't want to confront. Like that's I knew that going in, you know. But oh my god, it was honestly one of the most amazing things, just even just to release, you know just to get that release and sometimes like for me like I said it was always just feeling lighter afterwards you know it wasn't necessarily that I'd get like these messages or I'd get like a sign or whatever it was mainly for me it was like a lot of just feeling lighter like getting shit at getting that shit out you know it's it really really is and Kiva that's how like soul wave retreats came about and now you're doing it to like so many people in Sydney and also incorporating it with somatic ice and ah it's just amazing and I think like just from seeing doing it with you in Bali like and now seeing it all come to life in Sydney is honestly just so inspiring Kiva like it really is it is it honestly doesn't feel real it doesn't feel yeah. real most of the time but they say your super conscious is two years ahead of your conscious and I honestly think some of this like when people people would say to you oh like you're doing whatever you're so busy and like yeah you're the exact same like you know there's 100 balls in the air and you're trying to keep them all up and sometimes they drop and I had a, I had a week last week where I wrote in this journal every day I am not perfect I'm human and I'm gonna drop the balls and it's gonna be okay but me two years ago will be standing being like we built this bitch like we did this exactly and that's if anyone's standing at that point even if you're a before that point there is an amazing um concept called like cognitive dissonance and I said this to Andy the other day I was like the the space between the knowing and the doing is suffering. So if you know you want to do something, stop sitting on it. Only prolonging your own suffering. And like, yeah, it's all, and Sydney, definitely. Look, there's so many factors and I met some fantastic people, but doing the hard thing two years ago is, is probably what really helped in the end. And after that, it's just believing in yourself and believing that you have everything you've ever needed you don't need to know much more you need to use what you know and yeah yeah, I just I really believe that it's experience driven like it's all of that thing of we're never we're if we're looking to be more when is enough enough I love that when is it I actually just came off the call and I was like girl you need to chill out I was like whoa (laughs) like what you think yeah like the resistance that comes up against everything you do then because you're just constantly pushing and it's not living in line with yourself it's inauthentic and this the resistance that comes up against all the things you want to do because you just keep pushing 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 to be more 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 like that's why there's so much resistance there because it's not in line with you you know it's not what you should be doing and I just know the only reason I was pushing so much was because I wasn't comfortable I couldn't control my environment I couldn't control where I was so I tried to put that control on work where I was like well I'm just gonna keep working I'm gonna work 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 and then that's how I was I was suppressing everything that I was feeling because I didn't want to confront it rather I was like I'm just gonna put all this into work and then that's how I ended up like burning out but 
I can look back at that now and I like I know I can I know why like you know but yeah it's just so funny how that that really stuck with me when it's enough enough and then like my mother like let it go Elsa like she's like so funny and Kira she said that to me since I was in sixth year of school like that's how long this is going on like you know so now I just say it to myself more like I said it to one of the girls in mass and I was like oh let it go Elsa and she started roaring laughing and she's like where did you get that and I was like oh my mom and I wouldn't I wouldn't oh, you mind. Knew. I wouldn't mind but I get it from her like I get wow. it from and my side of that is Kate look at how many people you help and in your distraction in your toughest time and hardest moment you were still massively helping people and that's beautiful like that in itself oh. it, it shouldn't take burning out for you to put all that love back into yourself but in putting it back into yourself you get to help, help so many more people and I think yeah, that's thanks so much thanks oh, so much Kiva honestly but like had I not done things like the breathwork or the women's circles with you in Bali Kiva and I just think they were just so incredible I'd never seen anything like that before um there was never anything like that at home and then it was so inspiring that I was seeing you Kiva like you know a normal girl from home you were a physio you were branched out you were like doing something different you know this was completely new. I was like what is this like this women's circle I was like this is insane and it changed so much like oh. so much for me oh my god it was just so empowering and now just seeing it in Sydney because obviously it's like nearly normal in Bali you know it is like it's a normal kind of thing whereas you know Irish people definitely from home and even like probably Australians or the Western world so to say seeing it like in Australia and like so many people now getting the benefits out of it is just like I'd say that is probably the most rewarding thing ever for you yeah I I I need to definitely sit with it I I'm so grateful all of the time and I every morning wake up and do gratitude but I actually think I forget to like reflect on on that like on on where it started you're on to the next thing which is great <laughs> which is great but like I was just chatting to you there before the start of the podcast where you did your retreat in Bali and like I had said to Kiva guys just before um she popped on that one of my friends did it actually a couple of my friends did it but one girl in particular said it completely changed her life like completely and I was like to Kiva, I was like, you know, for you to do, to change one person's life now, I'm, I probably, like it's probably impacted so many people, Kiva, but like, that's absolutely incredible. Like, isn't it though? Like, it that's, must feel surreal. That's a privilege though. Like that, for someone, and I said that to the girls on the retreat, and this is really important if you're listening and you are on, like in the middle of your journey, start of your journey, end of your journey, wherever you are, you don't need anyone to heal you. You don't need someone to come and save you. You just need to reconnect to yourself. You need a safe space to feel like you can come inward and be like, okay, what do I want? Who am I without all of the attachments, without all of the titles, without all of the people? Who am I? And what do I want from my life? Because my biggest fear is to get to the end and be be shown there's your potential. You didn't, you didn't live to it. And if I can help one person see that they have so much potential. That's all I'm doing. There's not one thing special about me other than I am willing to hold space for you. And that's it. And like, that's what's important. I so, would disagree. I would disagree. But, highly but in, in a, I know what you're saying. In a bigger way, it's like, 
yeah and it's such a that's my that's where I'm most grateful is it's such a privilege to get to hold that space for people and and for you know your friend who said it changed her life it changed my life because I will never I'll I'll never feel the same way by learning what I learned from each of those girls like that, that circle at the end and I was like I have learned more from each of you than I will ever learn from any book and on the big, I know people will resonate with this. The beginning of your self development journey, we're all on the podcast. We're literally talking on a podcast. Like people are going to listen. Yeah. Being, oh, literally, literally. The podcast journal, yoga, yeah. like <laughs> the hypocrisy. But it's very um, self development can become very external. So you will pull from everything else. You wanna, you wanna know. And I completely understand in learning from other people's mistakes. Okay, so I'll put my hands up. We're like burn out. Don't do this. Don't do that. Fantastic. Be aware the biggest lesson the biggest teacher in your life is always going to be yourself and if we're looking externally for answers you're only going to find answers to someone else's story you need to find answers to your to your own like go inwards and honestly that's that's what I took from it I was like those girls every single one of them had a journey to get there every single one of them had a journey during it and they came out with something at the end and when I sat and heard what they got from it yes that's the most rewarding thing in the world but I was like I don't want to see any of you again you don't need yeah. a retreat. you don't need someone to heal you you, need to go away. you need to go away and look look at how powerful yeah. you, are. you have yeah, wow Kiva. I'm the, that's incredible yeah wow that is absolutely incredible and I think that's something as well like I get with a lot of clients it's like I'm like you don't need me anymore like I'm in their coaching and I'm like okay you can leave now and they're like no but I don't want to leave and I'm like no but you need to leave like you're done like Like you don't want your wings literally (laughs) it literally is you know that's magic though and isn't that the most rewarding thing in the world when you can help someone find their wings like yeah no it really 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 is it's very fulfilling like it really is um Kiva so that was your retreat in Bali and now you're doing with a whole how amazing yeah talk to us about that so the one at home, the theme is generational healing. And some people are bringing their moms, some people are sending their aunts, and then some people are coming on their own. But I really wanted, I can so see how if I was sitting at home right now, looking at life in Sydney and Melbourne, wherever, because half of our age group are literally on the mm-hmm. other side of the world. Yeah. Um, how that that may be harder you feel like you don't have access to the same things so I'm home for a month and I was like right I would love to do something and what kept coming up in breath work with our like our age group was a lot of their mums um just saying that their mums never had access to stuff like this that they think that they would really benefit or they would love it but they've just never been given the opportunity my mum is probably the biggest inspiration in my life she when I went to women's circles first, I used to constantly quote my mum. I wouldn't even notice that I did it. Like you're quoting your mum today. Yeah. Oh my gosh. She's my biggest. Like, honestly, we're like this. We are yeah. like tied to the hip. Like, yeah. So special. And I would only sometimes love to be able to give my mum. She gave me the world and she believed in me when I didn't believe in myself. So I just really saw that. And I was like, I think a lot of our mums give and give and give and give. And, it, and they just never had 
space held for that 100 percent, 100 percent. kiva that is incredible like it really really is like i hope mom is listening now and actually does something about it i'm like mom you're getting on to kiva <laughs> like resist resist, resist. Yeah. no 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 um, it's scary it's scary and i get that it is yeah, yeah. That's, no, that's incredible that's mm-hmm. incredible kiva that's absolutely amazing and Kiva just for anyone who's listening like where can they find you also like you know you do breathwork online and stuff like that as well like what what are your services online for people who may like can't get to you in person aren't as lucky to get you as us to get you in person over here yeah so my instagram is the mindful physio underscore and i have a website which is mindphysio.com uh i usually put up offerings on instagram first um, there's a little bit over on TikTok as well at the minute, but that has actually really opened up to the world, which is amazing. So I get to meet people from all over the world just because TikTok's obviously so accessible. And yeah, I do breathwork online once a month. It's usually themed around a moon because I love a good theme. And then yes. we have more retreats planned. So this home retreat in 10th of June in the Paris Court Springs, which is beautiful. There's actually a spot someone has cancelled. So there's one spot available if anyone is feeling called. But apart from that, then looking at planning another Bali retreat next year, hopefully, uh, yeah. they're much they're much easier once you get one one organized and planned and done, so that you know the run of it. But uh, yeah, so that'll be coming up as well. And then everything else, I kind of run through online. I do one to ones and then the groups online as well. Amazing, so, um, yeah, amazing, Kiva containers and all of that so if people have like longer term stuff that they need more like it might be a combination of physio reiki breath work all of that wow. um that's all available as well but you can get it all in one all in how one. amazing how amazing <laughs> kiva we'll one. leave all of that linked um below so anyone who needs to find kiva either message me or kiva but like all of it will be linked in the description below as well and mm-hmm. kiva a little um ritual that we've started on the podcast is one piece of life advice that you've been given or that you've taken or that you'd like to kind of share with anyone else oh one piece of life advice oh. it's probably the minute you Stop letting your experiences define you and let them inspire you. You transform yourself into the most authentic version of you. So like when I stopped blaming things and when I stopped, you know, letting, let's say an experience that happened instead of looking at it negatively, I would let it inspire me and let it be the the motivation or the inspiration for someone else. That's really empowering. So just like flipping the script a little bit around that. I think um, that was our theme for this for this yeah, podcast. Yeah, I was trying well. to yeah. sum it up. Yeah, I think it's taking experiences honestly going to be the pathway to everything that you create. So tap into your experience, yeah. reflect on what you already have because you have everything that you need. So yeah. Oh, I love that, Kiva. I love it. Kiva, thank you so much for coming on. Honestly, you're so good. And guys, for anyone who doesn't know, we live so close to each other, but it was just <laughs> easier to do it over Zoom. <laughs> so yeah. we've been threatening like to get a coffee so we'll probably organize it after this but yeah. thank you so much Kiva for oh, coming yeah. on and thanks so much to everyone for listening and I'll chat to you all soon bye thank guys you. Chat soon. bye thank you